into the ground. We're back. Another week. Another great guest. We got Zach, the drummer of Jail, engineer at Noise War Studios. What's up, Zach? Hey, what's going on? What's up? I, <laughs> I, think, I think you may be the guest who's known me the longest. Yeah. Just come on here. What, when do you think we met? Like 2006 or something like that? Oh, God. Like, yeah. Probably maybe even a little bit before that. Yeah. I know. I definitely remember seeing you around shows. I maybe met you a little later. I think you might have known like Connor and them before you knew me. Oh, probably. Yeah. We were, we were from the same scene back in the day. Yeah. And then also, you might have seen my old band maybe more than anybody else, also, which is, uh, you know, a blessing and a curse, right? Which old band? Uh, with Love Comes Sacrifice. Okay. Wait, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the name of your that's the name of the band. We did a Is whole that, episode about it. Yeah, this whole time I've I've been telling people you were in a band called To Write Love on My Arms. That's that's a T-shirt. <laughs> that was that like anti-suicide T-shirt company, right? That was the name of your band. That's what I thought. I, this I whole mean, time, I thought like your band was like Warp Tour big. You know what I mean? Oh, you're absolutely that, talking out of your ass right yeah, now. I'm was that the only <laughs> band? I'm gassing you. Up. Was that the only band you were in? Were you in another band? Uh, not in any band that did anything of note. Not that okay. With Love Come Sacrifice did anything. Of okay, note, so you, but so you were just like at like the American Legion shows and stuff. You were. Oh yeah, I mean, okay, I was okay. a, I was a fan. I was a supporter of the scene. You okay. know. Uh, yeah, sure. but <laughs> I, I mean, uh, that whole era of my band wasn't, you know, we were playing all those really good pay to play shows at places playing... like the Heightstown Funhouse, you know, pay to play. I paid to play some of those shows. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I'll never forget. You, you used to always remark on the snare sound, uh, on the old band recordings. Yeah, it was, it was cranked really high. Yeah, it was. I'm, I'm sure Mil- <laughs> Will just made it really, really loud. It was probably uh, I. I kind of have a concept of what you guys sounded like, but I can't remember. And the the songs have been gone from MySpace for so long now that you got you got to send them to me. Oh, well, I got them, Zach. Don't, don't I worry. have good news for you. If you want to circle back to episode fifty, you can uh-huh. not only hear us talk about it, okay. but there's also a download link. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Holy yeah, shit! For our right. for episode, I'm going to download it. I'm going to go 15. ahead and say my band was the best. <laughs> okay. Like, now that I've reflected on this, yeah. not that we're going to do episode 50 revisited, but Zach, which of your bands is your favorite? <laughs> you are in a lot of bands or were in a lot of bands at some point. It, <laughs> it think... seems like you were drummers for anyone who needed a drummer for a long time. Yeah. I've, uh, historically, I've, like, for the past 15 years or whatever, I've been in maybe three or four bands at a time. I used to play guitar a lot more, but it just became a thing. Like I just got to play drums in every band. Everybody needs a drummer and played guitar in a band in 10 years. But um, yeah, Jell's probably my favorite band I've ever been in. And it's just, you know, the first band that has ever done anything of note. So it's cool. (laughs) I mean, Freon did hold up the, uh, the local scene for a long time, you know? Yeah. I mean, I listen to those songs every once in a while. They're, they're still good for like a bunch of however old we were 16. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was a little older, but yeah. I Um, I used to bump into you at community college all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, the good old days. You still, you still have that Xterra, right? (laughs) Uh, I scrapped it like a month ago. Shit. That's a long ass time though. That thing served you well. 
Yeah, R. my I. mom. P. Nissan. My mom bought that when I was maybe in fourth grade because it's an one <laughs> And they Jesus. bought it off. They bought it off the lot. They like leased it for two years and then bought out the lease. So I think it had zero miles on it when they got it in the year two thousand. And I just scrapped it two many, months ago. How many miles? Wow. Like two hundred twenty or something like that. Like n- nothing crazy for as old that's, as it was. But that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's twenty twenty three years old. I guess it's a pretty Damn. old car. What would what, you it. call it? What was the name? <laughs> Man, people call it the Bumblebee. It was like a bright yellow Xterra. So yeah, you couldn't I, miss it. I couldn't like, I couldn't be anonymous around town ever. Everybody's like, <laughs> "Oh, I fucking saw you wherever the fuck." It, it, people still see me all over the place, even though I don't have it anymore. So. I mean, it was the last Xterra on the road, really. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> some, they honestly hold up. I, I I almost bought another one the same year, right after I scrapped it. But I thought that would be stupid. <laughs> I should have done it. it How much of your how much of your identity do you feel like is wrapped up in that? (laughs) A lot of it. A lot of it's tied up because I drove that car for. I got my license in 2007, so I've been driving it. I mean, I borrowed it from my mom a lot, and then I eventually bought it from them. So that's a long time (laughs) driving around the same car. (laughs) Did it fit a whole drum kit in it though? Fit. I it fit like all my stuff in it. It was actually pretty big. That's yeah, that's amazing. Uh, like at the time I was in the band, I had the least band worthy car of all time. Uh, I had my my like '96 Firebird that literally only fit like two guitars in it. Um, I, thought, I thought you had like a Dodge Neon or something. Was I had well, <laughs> yeah. When I when I blew the engine on the Firebird, I was driving the Neon around a little that's, bit, but yeah. oh, I also no. couldn't fit anything because I had gigantic subs in the trunk. <laughs> So it was equally useless. <laughs> yeah, and I haven't had subwoofers in a car since Yo, 2008. I, 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 I blew out all it. the speakers in my car, like <laughs> like twelve years ago or something like that. So I'm driving around blowing speakers and shit. Oh my god! Yeah, perfect to to get those car mixes in, right? It's fucked up. I was doing car tests with blown out speakers because I've heard, <laughs> like, I know what everything sounds like through them, yeah. even though they're fucked up. <laughs> It's that's really the, that's the mark honestly, of a good engineer. It's probably why my mixes sound the way they do. All <laughs> fucked up and blown out. You know, it well it works for jail, so that's a... <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> the uh, yeah, you just got back from Europe, right? Uh yeah, yeah, like almost a week ago, or maybe just over a week ago now. Yeah, that, was that your first time over there? Yeah, we um, I just got a passport a couple months ago because we had to play in Canada, so I. I've never, I've barely left New Jersey and <laughs> just played fucking Europe. It's crazy. That That's awesome. We, yeah, yeah. We, we gotta say, because we always say, we got Jersey Boys on the pod. Yeah. It's always, it's always good when we get the Jersey Boys. Gotta, we can talk gotta about keep bagels and Panzerottis and Boost. <laughs> and, you know, what do we do? Pork roll? We do Taylor Ham here? It's pork roll. Right? Oh, it's pork oh, roll. This is a pork roll right. pod, for right, sure. Right. I don't... No, I don't. I can't even. There's a there's a place here that has pretty good bagels, but they call pork roll Taylor ham on the menu, so I won't order it. <laughs> yeah, it's especially. Like I'm, the, I'm pretty petty. They probably they probably get mad if you call it pork roll. Like it, it doesn't bother me that much. I think the the argument's pretty funny, so I, I do like to to have the fight, even if it's uh, in jest. But yeah, uh, you grew up. Where'd you grow up? Right, right in Mercer County. So, oh, it's, so it's, in the it's back door roll. of Cases Pork Roll. 
I yeah. mean, yeah, it's it's where Corporal's from. So people uh, don't yeah. understand how good Cases is. Oh, it's so good. Like specifically. Yeah. I mean, I I love both brands, but Cases is very fucking good. Mm. I used to work with uh with a guy whose family owned Cases. He used to work really? at Morazzo's with here. me. Oh, fucking Morazzo's, dude. Yeah. Woo. We're, we're digging deep in my that, childhood. <laughs> that building's still empty. Uh, it's like a gym now or something. Oh, I have no it's, fucking uh, idea. It's, it's like it's part, some, uh, might, some might say it always was part gym, part <laughs> Dollar Tree or something. Oh okay. man, that's like your dream situation. It really is. Besides, like me. a laundromat with a bar in it. That's true. That is a good idea. You ever notice they turn like Chinese buffets into gyms after they go out of business? Do they? <laughs> every every time. I swear to God, the one across like, the street. It's like the ghosts trying to like exercise <laughs> yeah. themselves it, yeah. and exercise Jesus. themselves. You Absolutely. guys. Do, 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 do. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Mercer County You've talk, man. Too what much a time. bullshit pop punk the past couple of days because of you assholes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, so I, I had a very funny realization and we'll, we'll get back to Joe in a minute. Um, but uh, we I, I think I was on the phone with you, Andrew, and I was like. Talking about how Edema of the State really opened the door for, like, a really bad era of pop punk. Of, like, the Simple Plan era and, like, Good Charlotte and things like that. And just for fun, like, literally right before we started recording, I was, like, looking up stuff about Good Charlotte. Because they essentially, like, put out, like, their first record, like, immediately on Epic. Like, they were pretty signed pretty quick. Also, they're from Waldorf, Maryland. So they're not too far from you, Andrew. Yeah, yeah, my back door. And, uh... Is it really like bad? Is it like a bad scene out there in Waldorf? Because they talk about get, growing uh, up in no Waldorf idea. like they're like growing up in a war zone. I have no idea where Waldorf is, but uh, Waldorf, Waldorf. It sounds pretty fucking awful. Yeah, but uh, I looked at their their first album cover. Kind of has like some tattoo esque design on it, Ooh. and uh, I looked up and it says tattoo design by Topper, and. Topper is the tattoo artist from Philadelphia Eddie's who yeah. did my really terrible diamond, my scene kid diamonds. Wow. And no joke, every, like, did such a terrible job, did such a shitty job that every tattoo I've gotten since, the tattoo artist is like, who the fuck did these? Like, they're, <laughs> they're crooked. Um, if I may, uh, Topper also did some pretty cool stuff. Did he? Like yeah. the cover of the Good Charlotte record? No, I had a Topper shirt, a company I worked for. Yeah, he's like a, a very established traditional tattoo artist. Yeah, a company I worked for in South Jersey um, did like rock tees and mm-hmm. stuff, like kids rock tees. That was like their big thing. They would license all kinds of stuff, and they licensed some shirts from Topper. And one of them was this like two-headed eagle uh-huh. that was so, you know, yeah, American traditional, but but also sort of minimalist. It's mm-hmm. pretty dope. Yeah. He did the outlines of some scene kid diamonds on my, my shoulders or my like collarbones essentially. And I remember me and my girlfriend bought them for me at the time for a six month anniversary, which is you awesome. Fucking door. Super cool. <laughs> and, uh, we went to the Philadelphia Eddie's on South street or like right off South street at, like 11 o'clock in the morning and they're like outside drinking and literally like drew straws over who was going to do my tattoo and then topper lost and was like 
And then some guy was like, oh, you're, he's good. He's famous. And he did my tattoo. He, he made his own design, which was it was bad and it wasn't what I wanted. And then he did my design, which is what I walked in with. It took him maybe 20 minutes and like half the ink fell out. <laughs> and uh, then I, I went to uh, the Lion's Den in New Hope and had them redone and had to get them like fully redone. And they're still crooked. <laughs> Nothing's going to change that. <laughs> but yeah, terrible, terrible job. And uh, he did the cover of the Good Charlotte record. Can I tell? Not that I want to. I don't think I've ever told this story before. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, it's my it's my favorite tattoo story ever. For those who don't know, I, I've I've got some tattoos. I would yeah. say I'm in the realm of a heavily tattooed person. You're a tatty um, daddy, if you will. I was in a shop getting a uh, a bad brains tattoo, and as one does, as one does. <laughs> And this kid comes in and he's like sort of an asshole and he's asking about, you know, how much this would cost, how much this would cost. And they told him an amount and he's like, that's fucking too much. I'm going back to the other shop. Because so he goes, leaves, comes back maybe 45 minutes later in fucking tears. And, you know, they're like, what's wrong? Um, and he's like, the tattoo idea I had, the way they drew it up, I realized it's a dick. And what? he had wanted he had wanted a uh, a surfboard in the sand with like waves and stuff. Mm -hmm. So they put a surfboard in the sand with like coconuts on either <laughs> side. <laughs> and the kid was so upset. And he's like, "What can I do? What can I do?" And he's like, "I oh, you gotta go bigger. I don't know what to tell you." <laughs> and it was such an amazing moment. Oh man, yeah, for tattoo that's... culture in that one moment. Zach, yeah. you tattooed? Do you care about tattoos? Uh, I have I got the little little music notes there. Oh, and what's uh, the song? Oh, this this is Adam's song, but Blink Twenty Two. No, it's uh two, <laughs> two it's uh two uh two eighth notes, and uh, that's really I got a, another stick and poke on my leg, and that's kind of it. I don't have any. That's nice. Okay, you know I've I've been getting tattooed for like twenty five years, but I have yet to get a stick and poke, and there's somebody. Here in Baltimore, that does pretty good ones, and I'm thinking, thinking I might treat myself. I know, I know a couple like girls a on Instagram who do them out of their apartment in Brushwick. It's so insane! <laughs> <laughs> like the culture do just it. fucking eats itself. It's so <laughs> stupid. I I haven't gotten a new tattoo in like 13 years because most of mine I paid for I paid for with student loans in college. Oh yeah, that's a good, I bought a lot of music gear with student loans. Yeah, it's a classic, the classic racket. But yeah, it's so Yeah, Joe. Um yeah. What a yeah, what were some highlights Zach. from Europe? Cuz that that's fucking rad. Did you go out with anybody? What was the what was the deal? All right, so um about halfway through last year we put out a split with this band called cold brats from Romania. So we naturally figured we'd go on tour with them. So that's what we did. We took out cold brats, um, really small band from Romania. They're really cool dudes. Um, and yeah, just kind of hung out with them for two weeks. It was awesome. Where, uh, where'd you, where'd you play? Uh, Switzerland, Poland, the UK, Germany, Netherlands, Probably somewhere else too. I don't know. There are places I've never heard of before. That's um, it. But it was 12 shows total. It's like better France. than here, right? 
Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, there were a lot of travel expenses and visas sure, and shit like that. Sure. But um, just getting fed every single day is really valuable. Yeah. Getting a place, getting a place to stay every single day oh, is really valuable. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I care about um, too. Yeah, the, I guess like it's just it's not something people do here. I don't know why. I guess yeah. they don't give a shit about yeah, artists money. here in America. Yeah, We've yeah, talked about yeah, that a lot on this I, podcast. Less I money mean, in the boss's pocket. Yeah, I don't want to like bet. We play a lot of great places, and even the places that aren't great are still pretty good. But I mean, the green rooms are fucking pathetic here. Oh, yeah. man. we've talked about green rooms on this yeah. pod. <laughs> yeah, we we do. We we don't have a crazy rider because we're not like pulling in huge crowds. But you know. Even like bag of chips and like waters and shit, we don't get half, half the time. Yeah, not getting not giving waters is is a little egregious for sure. Uh, Those chips a sound a little uh, a little bougie. You gotta yeah, ease up on the chips. There was a ceremony show. And maybe if on you the, weren't the eating tor- chips, you wouldn't need so much water. You know. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the problem. They're giving us the chips <laughs> and the water. Um, there was a show on the ceremony tour with a bar or the venue, or whatever the fuck you want to call it. They didn't give water in the green room. There was no stage water. And the solution was we get 15% off bottled water, tap water, not an option. What? That was, that was the deal they gave ceremony, too. I can't headline. imagine them being cool with that. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, they're, they <laughs> used to the, be kind of punk, and now they're, you know. New uh, Yeah, they they def- they, we, we got a copy of their rider. They definitely didn't get their rider that day. Oh, wow. That, you know, that's, that's what the shows are like here. It's, it's you should post different. that rider on Twitter for instant clout. <laughs> I, I know whose rider that was that got uh, po- you, are you referring to the tweet yeah, yeah, yeah. about the, the, the for your health tweet one yeah, yeah. I know whose rider that is I think, pretty, I think it's they, pretty funny the band came out about that I think they like called themselves out or or just like hey this isn't like a big deal like riders aren't guarantees like yeah and it wasn't even like a ridiculous rider either it was no. No. it was just kind of like food Wait, and what was water on the rider um, uh, I, think, I think hotel rooms and like bunch of other shit they're just so they were asking for like a hotel room buyout you just ask yeah there was a lot of there was a hotel buyout and there was like food buyouts and the food buyout was like 15 bucks a person or something like it was just like that's yeah, it pretty wasn't normal absurd it's, but it's just you're asking for stuff and you get what you can and you know, whatever exactly you don't, you if don't they, get all they, of it every night yeah but you won't get it if you don't ask for it you know yeah people, so people got real mad about that but then that same band that tweeted about that also said no locals in the green room. People got mad about that too, but you know, this is what uh, it is. <laughs> we we love some green room drama for sure. Yeah, but the, I love, uh, green, I love green, rooms green room. Are pretty stupid. <laughs> <laughs> if they're sick, they're sick. But a lot of times they're not sick. I can't think of a <laughs> single like. So what was it? What's a good green room? Um, House of Independence has a pretty decent green room. Uh, I've never been there, but big, I, I big, believe it. It's not like shout nice, out. It's not nice or anything, but it's like yeah, Joe Polito. Oh yeah, big shout out to Joe Polito. Oh, Oof. fucking and, favorite uh, guy. He's the best. He's working there now, and oh, the, the green room isn't particularly nice, but it's in the right spot for a green room. I don't have to like you don't have to walk through the crowd to get to the stage. It's like yeah, right next bullshit. to the stage. It's, um, so A plus House of Independence, just a good venue. Good oh, green yeah. room. Good people. Good green room. Uh, um, yeah, Everyone circle time. back to uh, Joe Polito's episode on here. Very good. Joe one. Polito's got an episode. Oh yeah, uh, he, yeah. he's talking. Mm. You know he's talking about Bouncing Souls. You fucking know it. 
You gotta listen you to fucking um, know he it. didn't he did an episode uh of the Aging Punk podcast and uh his he talks about hanging out with Pauly Shore. It's, oh. a, good li- it's a it's a good listen. Because he used to work at the truck, obviously. So he, oh yeah. Andrew used to work at the truck. Yeah, I worked at the truck with him. Okay, yeah. I, I guess I it was when Pauly Shore played there. <laughs> Alongside. No, I don't remember Paul. Assistant Do to I the regional talent buyer. <laughs> yeah. Assistant to the assistant. <laughs> so uh Jell, uh tell me about His your name slogan. Is Zach, what's wrong with you? <laughs> uh tell me about come is a drink. Um it's like uh intellectual intellectual property theft. Uh they're they're just like these uh I don't know. It's the 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 names are like Kimberly Struble, Larry Nabisco. They're these this fictitious family that exists on Facebook, created by this comedian Dicky Stock. Okay. And uh, the one character uh, said, "Come is a drink" is a lot, a lot, and uh, we stole it. It's just, <laughs> it's just stolen. We stole the band name from that bit. We it, it's it's we didn't come up with any of it, but uh, we put I it on a shirt, shirt one time with the clown, right? Yeah. Oh, so good. I wore that shirt door dashing every single day. It really it upset people. (laughs) That's free promo, you know? Yeah, it says come come as a drink on your your Burger King delivery (laughs) boys uh fucking t shirt. No fucking way. (laughs) Oh oh my god. The the restaurants loved when I walked in wearing it. The customers loved when I dropped off the food wearing it. It was it was great. Just five stars across the board. I love it. You know, yeah, you gotta be wait, memorable. What was the worst interaction you ever had in that shirt? Come on. <laughs> Someone was, had to have absolutely n- lost their mind. Never anything me. like super negative. It would like nobody would ever really say anything. I would just I would be making <laughs> eye contact with them. And then I'd see the eye contact go down. <laughs> and then just like their face would kind of change and like oh, uh, just kind of yeah. be the whole thing. Do you uh do you have any good DoorDash stories? I imagine that that gets interesting sometimes. I mean, there's quite quite a few videos of me on people's ring cams just falling on their porch. Nice. Um, <laughs> I've uh, slipped on ice and just covered like my whole face in like a tray of like frosty chinos Jesus. in front of Ooh. like right in front of the customer because people you know because of ice and everything. Nothing really that that ridiculous. It's kind of just pick up the food and drop it. Off. Yeah, yeah. In the yellow of stero, though, food? of course, a lot of know. free food. Uh... I did. I locked my keys in my car one time while it was running while I was door dashing, <laughs> and I locked the phone in the car too. So uh, I had to use the lady's phone whose house I was at. And I didn't have AAA. She didn't have AAA. She signed up for AAA. What? To, to get my keys out of my car. No. What? I, That's above yeah. and beyond. That's yeah, cool. She, she called like the West Windsor Police Department. They wouldn't come break into the car. Oh my god! They're pieces of shit Windsor. over there. She she was like, well, what do I even? Yeah, I don't know. She was she yelled at them about her tax money or something, and then she she got <laughs> she got a triple A account. And she, it, this whole thing took like three hours. Oh my god! And my car just running in her driveway. Damn, that's wild. Shout yeah. out. Yeah. What, yeah, what she, time of she, year is this? Paint me a picture. It was raining. It was maybe October. Oh no! What was, what what did she order? Man, what was I bringing? I wish I knew where where I was bringing food from. Oh man, I feel like that's integral to the story. <laughs> Did she share the food with you while she was going through this process? She didn't even let me in her house. I had oh, to stand on the right. porch. Oh, okay, all right. Well, she 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 went above and beyond while also like kind of not helping me out in a lot of ways. 
Okay. So I was standing, uh, standing in the rain. Oh, not even like a covered porch? What? I was wearing Crocs with no socks on. Oh, it was, no. I made every... The wind like blew my car door shut too behind me. That was the worst part. I like no. left it open, walked to our house, walked up to the front door. It was like a five foot walk, and the wind blew my car door oh, shut. Oh, and this was the X Terra. That was the X Terra. Oh, Classic. No. So, you know the old thing. I'm sure we've all been there, being in in bands where you like yep, can't afford to there. eat and and shit. Has has things changed with the fact that you can essentially walk into any restaurant now and just like say you're from DoorDash and walk out with food. Has that changed anything? Oh, that sounds interesting. <laughs> so, all right. I, I've stolen a lot of food. Um, <laughs> because, I mean, not only, I mean, if, if you can't find the person's house or whatever, you just get, they, they just give you the food. Yeah, if, sure. you call, if you call the person and they don't answer their phone, you can't find the house, whatever. You get the food for free. But those shelves where they keep all the orders, Mm-hmm. The secret is, I mean, if you look at the time on that thing and it's more than a half hour old, no one's ever coming to pick that order up. That's yeah. a dead order. You just take that and eat it. Oof. Oh, you so, heard it here. You know, so I go to Chipotle, pick up my order, and then pick up an, an hour old order or something like that. Do the same at Panera. Do that every single day. I'm Hell a yeah. little bit of a picky eater to be pulling that <laughs> shit, um, if I can yeah, be no. honest. Uh, I'm not, especially in that situation. Oh, man. But uh, I think I might just start trying this. I love st- I love to steal. No, you need Please, to. I hope that nobody from uh, my my yeah, I hope nobody from my job is listening to this. But I love to steal. It's my favorite. Yeah, I mean, you know, is my being on tour is just like yeah, you know, you have to. You're just you're stealing. Like I I didn't steal in Europe though because I was really scared of uh. Yeah, going to getting a, in getting in trouble in Europe, but uh, in, in a non extradition, go to one of those country. those Swiss prisons where you know it's it's probably better <laughs> living than we got at home, you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I would, I would hate going to jail in Switzerland. <laughs> the uh, yeah, it's yeah, the classic move of like stealing something from one Walmart and then traveling to the next city and returning it at that Walmart, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I haven't done that in a while. <laughs> Night guards are good for that. Like now, now it's more about just like sticking a string cheese in the pocket or something when you're using the bathroom at the gas yeah. station. Just no, just to nothing, feel something. Nothing crazy. <laughs> well, I love uh do you remember the Every Time I Die uh DVD? I never saw it. Oh, it's really good. I forget what it's called, but they literally show you like how to steal from seven eleven. <laughs> They're just like, Oh, you just say like, take this pack of nuts and you put it in your armpit and no one ever looks at your armpit. And they like literally on camera just like put like trail mix in their armpit and just walk right out the door. Man, what didn't we learn from that band? Oh, so true. They're they're missed. But um, yeah, you got a record coming out finally. Fucking finally. Oh, yeah, you got. Yeah, uh, you've been putting out singles like crazy. It's about time you finally, uh, you know, put it on wax on yeah, an LP. What if the album was just a collection of the singles? Wouldn't you feel stupid? <laughs> Isn't that what an album is? Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Listen, if you got an album that's all singles, you know, you got a, it's a pretty good album, you know? I think we do have an album that's all singles, to be honest. Oof. They're all, they're all yeah. pretty good. Um, there's not a lot of songs on it. There's nine songs. It's, that's it? And they're, they're all call, like 90 calling, seconds, you know? Yeah. Calling it an LP is a little bit of a stretch, but we're fucking calling it an LP. <laughs> it's, it's under 16 minutes, but... Uh, oh, I love that. It's a good 16 minutes. We didn't want to do like a fucking 10 inch or like a... Another oh, seven inch you didn't or whatever. Want to do a ten inch? 
We have never done a 12 inch, so we're just doing it. And you know what? Honestly, putting a 12 inch, putting 16 minutes of music on a 12 inch just makes it sound better anyway. Are you? Is it like a a 12 inch 45? Oh, you got it. I don't really know how they're doing it. I I hope it's a 45. I love a 12 inch 45. Oh, yeah. 180 gram 12 inch 45 would sound like butter with them loud grooves. I don't have I don't have a record player, so I didn't. (laughs) Yeah, that's honestly rec- that's fucking sick. It's funny that I re- I recorded it and didn't even sick. listen to the test press. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Did somebody listen to the test press? I fucking hope so. Our labels in <laughs> our labels in Colorado, so they got the test press and they approved them. So it, who uh, it, who's putting it out? Uh, Convulse Records out in out in Denver. Oh hell yeah, that's sick. yeah. They they seem to have. Uh, they they know what's good. I don't know. I can't explain it. Every it's like every band on that label is just kind of like the next cool thing. I, Adam's really ahead of shit. I don't know how he does it. That's dope. Shout yeah. out the uh, we got to talk about another Jersey moment. You yeah, and Scow playing the Sonic parking yeah. lot. That was cool. Unreal. Yeah. Unreal. For people who don't know, uh, how did that all come about? Um. We just Pretty like fucking uninitiated. We, bro- we broke in one night. We stole a bunch of hot dogs and we just played a fucking set. Really? Was it? No. Um, <laughs> I mean, so I believe, I think it was the third show at that location. The first two were inside. Okay. Um, our buddy Jace, that does uh forty three thirty three collective, was booking shows there. Um, I guess like smaller shows because it's a fifty cap room, so it's, you know whatever. Like let's yeah. he they hit us up and do a show there and. We thought it was going to be inside, and then we came to the conclusion that maybe more than fifty people are going to come. So we, <laughs> yeah, moved, we moved it out to the parking lot. We made it a whole, a whole to do. the The manager was in on it. We show up. The manager's wearing like a, I forget, he's wearing like a hardcore shirt, like sick of it all or Mad Ball or some shit. So we're like, oh, this is going to be cool. And yeah, there's no no problems whatsoever. Dude, that how many how many people ended up coming out? I don't know. We always say 300, but I, I don't know what the actual number is. It, it felt like 300, so that that could be right. It, it seemed so like somewhere a lot of between 150 and five. Ah, something like that. It, if you watch the videos, it seems like there's a lot of people there. It so. does look like there's yeah. a fucking yeah. lot of hey, people five, six there. Yeah, 856 put it out, right? They did the video? Yeah, um, I think, I'm pretty sure Sonny skipped like Hawthorne Heights or something to come come do that. Oh, I got oh, the big mistake. I, I work over at Landmine Studios and um, Len that owns that studio came and recorded the audio for it. Um, oh, that's dope. I think we rolled up there around 9 o'clock. We had everything set up, ready to go by like 9.30. The show started at 10 was over by 12 five Damn. bands <laughs> that's so sick yeah there were fireworks sure. in the pit you know fireworks are, the fireworks are the only thing that made a single cop come really and the single cop was just like fireworks what are you crazy and then, yeah. <laughs> you fucking and then, kids you guys are out he, of your mind yeah he was like when i come back you better be gone he never came back and it was <laughs> fine. yeah it, it was in the middle of nowhere and we had permission to be there so it was like it was yeah. whatever. It There's, wasn't yeah, as long as you're not doing like outright illegal shit, like you're pretty good. Yeah, to go. <laughs> it was. I don't think it was legal, but it was. Uh, there was a fire breather, and our friend Jeremy, and <laughs> uh, pretty, so uh, I think a firecracker cracker landed in a cat from Scal's hair. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I would say Scal is like getting like you and Scal like fucking huge right now. It's it's yeah, crazy. Scal, Scal especially, they just put out. 
those two songs and they have one or two more coming out. Uh, they recorded with uh, Will Yip and they sound really good. Yeah, so Cat's like that, singing on it, right? Yeah, they're going to blow up in like a real way. I think yeah. we're going to, we're like, you know, blowing up a, <laughs> a hardcore way, but I think they're going to blow up like real <laughs> band kind of way. <laughs> I mean, you're keeping it, keeping it punk, you know? That's all we know how to do. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Len's studio is like less than a mile from my in-laws house in Ewing. Yeah, it's right. It's right next to the airport. Yeah. Because yeah, right, I've, right I've seen him Road. in Salernos, and I gotta tell you, I'm always way too high when I'm in there. <laughs> and every time I see him, I like I don't know how to talk, and I'm like, uh. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's an edgeman too, so he's definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't appreciate that tomfoolery. Yeah. <laughs> I love when um, oh, the absolute best. Uh, I've I did a weekend with um, my turn to win once, and it was one of the most fun weekends of my life. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, what a time. The Jersey Connection. Yeah. What always. What fun. Yeah, the uh So Route One. <laughs> How high are yeah. you right now, Andrew? Huh? How high are you right now? No, I'm I'm good. Don't you look like you're spaced out. <clears throat> I'm good. Dan, don't he's worry just, about me. He's just intimidated by me. That's true. That's true. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm super, uh, super I mean, scary. We had uh we had Bob Shed on from Axe to Grind and, and, oh, nice. and that man that man can't shut up about both you and Scal, so Yeah, they uh we don't know why Axe to Grind talks about us so much, but we appreciate it. Did you uh did you play the fucking Sound and Fury? Um we did not play last year. We we went. We played at another fest that was going on the same weekend two miles away. <laughs> oh my god, uh, really? Because Sound of Fury got like rescheduled to the same weekend as this other fest we were playing. It was kind of a Oh my god. It's a little bit of a bummer, but we got a uh, we we got invited to Sound of Fury to go like kinda hang out. So That's we, cool. uh, we hung out there. We're playing uh oh actually no, I don't I'm not gonna say we're playing this year. I don't think it's announced. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, then we yeah, bleep, bleep that. Yeah, this is not a run into the ground exclusive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we we want to play this year. I don't know if we're playing. Cool. That's fair. I think I think they should let you play. That would be really nice. Of you them. have you have our vote, <laughs> Martine. Please help us out. Yeah, we got the you got the run into the ground seal of approval. Yeah, thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you. And and if you do in fact play next year, it's solely because of us putting yes. that 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 ritg bump. Oh my god, I really appre- I appreciate that. We're taking hey, full credit. We'll uh, you know any amount of legitimacy I can lend you, you let me yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And all yeah. we ask is a is a plane ticket and some all access passes. You know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, maybe like a live, maybe like a live podcast set, just like smack in the middle of the day. I think Hardlore's got you beat on that one. They're probably going to be there. Oh, really? I don't even that's, know what that is. It sounds boring, it though. <laughs> it's pretty good. Check it out, Hardlore. You just coming on here pitching other podcasts? Is it what it sounds? It's like? not like it's not like you lose a fucking listener if they listen. You know, it's, it's not far off though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> the democratization of punk podcasts. Yeah. Uh, so Andrew was really mad about having to listen to Enema the Stain. Why? You What's know, wrong until with it? today, honestly, today I turned a corner. It finally clicked. No, I wouldn't say it clicked. I guess like 
the context of me listening to it for the first time clicked and like the the tinge of nostalgia made me like listen to it with fresh ears right interesting uh, how how old are you when it came out because it came out in 99 99 uh 18 yeah you're too old for it that's the yeah. problem i was i was nine years old when that came out so See, it's I like, feel like <laughs> it's I was... music for nine-year-olds <laughs> i feel like all like everybody connected with um dude ranch like every, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, and I also think Blink One Eighty Two was playing like accessible places that were mm-hmm. just you know what I mean? Like, absolutely, our peers were opening for them. Yeah, um, and I think that like once once that gets one step removed, it's sort of like when it becomes work, it seems uh you know, right? But I don't know. I I just didn't. I you know I one of my one of my best friends at the time was a drummer, and of course he loved this record. So I think of a lot of like tapping on steering wheels when I think of this record. Yeah, when it, when it came out, I I was just getting like that the practice pad thing from like elementary school for like school band. I had it at that time, so that album came out. I got it, and I was just like beating the shit out of the practice pad listening to that record just all day every day as like a little kid so that that's why that record's so important to me uh just because i learned how to play drums to that record i learned how to play guitar to that record i learned how to be a bad singer to that record <laughs> honestly you know i think that's a great record to like have be your first record as a musician right or like you know I feel yeah, like the, Travis Barker just plays fills over and yeah, over again. The, the musicianship is like aspiring yet attainable. Like that, you can play these songs on guitar and the drumming is something to like work towards a little bit, you know? Yeah, exactly. Guitar is like a no brainer on that. It's like easy, easy stuff to learn. So if you're like learning guitar, the drums, I really still can't play the drum parts on that record. Um. <sighs> There's a lot of cool things about it. I mean, it was also kind of when I realized that a record can sound really good. So I yeah. got into recording off that record because that, I mean, that, uh, a lot of people agree, even people that don't like the music. That's like one of the best mixes like ever. And that's a Tom Lord Algae mix. It just, the record sounds so fucking good. I don't know. I I actually said specifically that I didn't think it was recorded very well. Really? <laughs> I I think I think Dumpweed kind of sounds like a demo a little bit. Like the first track, I think I don't think all the sound songs sound like they're record. I mean, I know they're not recorded in the same studio, but you can kind of tell. Uh, I think like Dumpweed compared to like Wendy Clear or like Mutt is a totally different mix. Um, there, there's, I think, three different mixers on that record. One of them is, uh, what is it? I mean, Jerry Finn mixed some of the songs. Yeah, yeah, a which is cr- crazy and, that uh, he did a lot. Like, he mixed the fucking, uh, like, Dear You, like the Jawbreaker record, which is crazy. Yeah, he did a lot of good records, and then his he had a fucking brain aneurysm and yeah, died at 38. Wild. That's wild. So, I mean, look at look at Blink One Eight Two's trajectory since he died, and they don't have a single, not even a good song. Oh, it's so I uh, I refuse. Like it's it's almost like it doesn't exist. It's so bad. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's like it's I think we played a few minute, like a minute of edging on the podcast when it first came out, and it's remarkably terrible. Yeah, I mean, I 
I'm I might listen to that record when it comes out just to see what's up, but it's it's not going to be good. But uh, it's, it's dark. Yeah, but they they had it at that time, just for writing really really simple, catchy easy songs. Yeah. Jerry Finn was just the master of that. Did you so, right, see him with Skiba? I've never seen them with Skiba. Mm-hmm. I've seen it was, videos. That, it, it was interesting to hear like old Blink songs like sung in key. Yeah, when he does sing in key, because when he doesn't sing in key, is really out of key. <laughs> there, there. I've seen videos where he's doing a worse job than Tom. So really? Yeah, it's it was a weird thing. Him being it, in the band, it is very strange to think of Spooky Matt Skiba doing childish <laughs> punk songs. You know? Yeah, yeah. The songs are not in his range at all. So I don't. It was just like <laughs> that was like not a not a good fit. <laughs> yeah, I I went back and did a lot of listening because this is like I mean we're around the same age I think uh, me and you Zach and uh, I mean I'm 35. Yeah, I'm 33. Yeah, so same era. You know, I had this record in middle school. Um, I experienced a really fun phenomena where like. I had a friend in my like biology class whose brother had a CD burner, which was like not a something that everyone had at the time. So I think I would like pay this kid a dollar to give his brother to burn me CDs. And you know, like you know, back when you're burning a CD at like four X speed as like the max, yeah. <laughs> and they still like had really bad like skips and shit, yeah. So like I can't hear Wendy Clear without like a skip in the middle of the chorus. Yeah, I have there's a couple of songs like that for me, maybe not with a skip, but like I would download fucked up versions of songs from like LimeWire or whatever. Uh-huh. And there would be fu- like parts of the song missing, like maybe the song cuts out early and that's just like how I hear the song now. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that makes total sense to me. Yeah, so it's it's really funny, but I remember like they're they're it's actually like remarkable how much blink did have a hold on the era at that time. I mean, they like really were like the biggest guitar band at that time for the most part. Yeah, uh, I know, mean, just listen pop- to the way everybody sang on the radio for ten years after Enemy of the State. Yeah. I mean, that's super true. Not yeah. to mention, um, like "Stay What You Are." I like I could see a connection between, yeah. like you know, being influenced by this. Yeah, saves the day was saves yeah. the day was was out opening for Blink. You know they were they started out by being like basically a lifetime tribute. Oh, yeah. Band. But um, yeah, 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 it got it, just like everybody else. It just got real nasally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a uh, it was one of those like I went back and listened to like I, I went back and listened to Dude Ranch, um, which is crazy. That's like a Mark Trombino recorded record. And yeah, it I mean, also like, sounds pretty bad. Dr- drive like drive like fucking J. What was it? What's terrible? No, that Dude record Ranch. sounds fucking awful. Yeah, which is crazy. Oh, that was like MCA yeah. Rec- yeah. put that out, right? Yeah. Um, Mark Trombino's mixes are interesting because he's a drummer. Drummer driver like Jehu, and yeah, those records sound like intentionally horrible in a cool way. <laughs> and then um, I believe they call it Angular. But then you listen to fucking like Bleed American or every yeah, Jimmy Clarity, record. You know, what yeah, mean? Clarity. They sound so good, but yeah, yeah. New Ranch doesn't sound that good. Yeah, it's um, it's, it's bizarre. And did then he do Static Prevails. I don't know. No. Hmm. 
I know but, that he he like retired from producing records yeah. to open a donut shop. Donut friend, great uh-huh, donut. which is like far more popular than like anything. Yeah, it's ever a, it says a whole lot about the fucking music industry. Like yeah, the, it really does. Yeah, I'm recording these huge records, but I gotta I gotta stop. This is terrible. Yep, yep. It's not making as much money as selling donuts. Yeah, it's just not satisfying or something. <laughs> I mean, you but yeah, ice cream on them too. So it is very funny that Jimmy World performed at uh tom delong's wedding <laughs> yeah yeah they're his favorite band or they were yeah and uh what was it um oh what what there was one song that was like their wedding song uh i forget what it was but yeah super super wild that connection but yeah it's uh <laughs> it, going back i remember like yeah just like listening to like trying to find like the fly swatter demos was like this holy <laughs> yeah. grail thing, you know, just to hear them cover like no FX. <laughs> yeah. The longest line. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's so bizarre that like how much there was, they like permeated through the zeitgeist and like every possible way. But, yeah. And they listening to fly swatter too. They truly were like a high school, just shitty fucking bedroom band. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and evolved into a passable band until they, Stop being so passable. <laughs> they kind of went too far the other way, you know. They went too far the other way. The Enema of the States kind of where it all it all came together. They got Travis on drums. Travis wasn't confident enough to overplay. Um, now his drumming is like I don't know. It's, it's a lot. Too, he does too much, but he, at, the, at that time he was on fucking fire. That was a whole. That's a whole other conversation. Is like the trajectory of Travis is truly <laughs> insane. I love it so much. It's so it, stupid. And it's I, so funny. I was telling. I was talking to Andrew. I'm like, it's crazy that he's now like married to a Kardashian. What the fuck? And but I totally forgot until I like was going down a blink Wikipedia hole. Is that he had a different? He had a full on reality show with his yeah. former, with his ex wife. He did? who was like Miss America. Yeah, and they had like, like Meet the Barkers, which was like a proto. It's like a you know a post Osborne's proto Kardashian type show. Yeah. yeah, crazy. I don't remember that at all. Like and who would was... who would have thought Travis would be the most interesting member of Blink One Eight Two? Like because I always like looked at him and assumed that he had zero personality. He, he kind of does. That, he did, he didn't talk. He never talked. Yeah, that was his thing. And then he was on a reality show. And yeah, he um he kind of didn't talk that much on the reality show, if I remember. <laughs> I I mean, yeah. He just his, like went along with whatever his wife wanted to do. I, I can't imagine what his personality must really be like. I'm pretty sure up until he was like sucking toes on Instagram all day, I think he <laughs> was just playing drums all day. I think that was yeah. his personality. Yeah, yeah. And uh, slinging, slinging belt buckles, you know? Slinging belt buckles. Like, oh looking God, what cool, an awful, fucking Cadillacs. Yeah. What an awful time for punk, the belt buckle era. Oh, yeah. I was a big, big participant in the belt buckle Me era. Too. What I'm a like, shame. I, I've never been hip to any kind of fashion whatsoever. <laughs> I did. I was just like unaware I mean, of it at all times. I, didn't I still want to say anything, but. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah, it it was. Uh, I got nothing. The trajectory is is so strange. Yeah, because he was truly like Mark and Tom were the ones with the big personality. Yeah, the the like the bad jokes and you know the the, the potty humor. Yeah, the Mark, Tom, and Travis show is another thing I drum to every single day. Oh, so and uh, yeah, I'm, I have it. I have all the dialogue on that memorized. And oh, it's absolutely, fucking, it's, it's uh, humiliating. 
I was just, uh, I literally today was listening to Mark, Tom, and Travis show. And I think, I think that is, those versions of the songs are the ones I know better than this album version. Yeah, they're real fast. It's awesome. They're so fast. They <laughs> yeah. play all the songs so fast. Yeah, they're really, really fast. It's, it's great. But the drums are mixed better on that than they are on this album. That's not true. I I don't know. I think so. Uh, the, I don't, the, the only the, issue I have with the snare Anima does the kind of sound like the "With Love Comes Sacrifice" snare, though it is cranked way up. Oh, he he's a snare cranker for sure. Um, <laughs> and throughout, gotta be. throughout that record, I swear to God, the snare gets higher and higher as the songs go through the album. He just keeps tuning it higher and higher every song. Yeah, there's like a, there's like a crazy lore behind the recording of that because they they did the drums to tape, but the rest is all to Pro Tools. Really? And uh, he did the drums. It's no click, um, no scratch guitar. He just they fucking practiced the songs. He knew them, and he fucking recorded the record just alone. They would so, play a they'd play yeah. four bars a click. He would count the song, and he'd play the whole fucking song. So that if you listen, if you try to put all those songs to a click. They they don't line up. Are you talking about Mark Tom and Travis show or to this or Enema of the State? Enema of the State. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mark Tom and Travis show. Also, all the guitars are re-recorded. Oh, everything. Yeah, there's so much re-recorded in studio yeah. on that record. That's why it sounds so good. But. Yeah, you 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 remember Paul Howells and Freon? Um, after college, he had some kind of job in audio where he was restoring. I don't. I think they were digitizing or or moving audio files or whatever. And he opened up the Pro Tools session for Mark Tom and Travis show, and it's it's all re-recorded. Wow. Yeah, yeah that's that's not surprising at all. Yeah, but, the drum the drums are obviously from the shows, but yeah, everything else is redone. I mean, it, but the yeah, the drumming on that because like it's truly he's so good. It's truly Travis. <laughs> like I mean, because like we've talked about that on the pod too. Is just like how after you're playing the same songs every night, you start to kind of they develop a slightly different personality a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you're constantly just trying new shit to like, if anything, at the minimum, keep it more interesting for yourself to play. Yeah. And, uh, I, you can really hear that on the drums cause they're so overly complicated. Yeah. Especially on, um, aliens exist, which is like a song I never really liked on the record, but you listen to the drums and they don't make any goddamn sense. And it's they're, a totally, totally different drum part on the live album. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He, and, like, they're, they're all over the place. It's crazy. It's yeah. so overly complicated. Yeah, he... Re, there's a lot... All the all the older songs, too. Like the, the Scott Rayner drum songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds like maybe Travis never even heard the Dude Ranch versions. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't... I'm, I'm pretty sure he didn't... I know the lore is that he learned their set 40 minutes before the first show that he played with them because they, they needed him that day. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure he never listened to those fucking songs again after that. Oh, he I'm probably, sure. He probably listened to them before the set, and that was the last time he ever heard them. Well, and that's kind of what he, they they said about Enema of the State. He was just like, if I do the punk beat on all the songs, these are going to be boring. Like, can I do something different? And they're like, yeah, whatever, bro. <laughs> yeah, they, they were just like, I think at that time, like, we have the best drummer in the world. We're Let him do whatever the fuck he wants, and we'll work around that. Yeah. Because they they just they didn't have that before. This was also like sort of an era of very good drummers, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, there were a lot of very similar drummers to him at that time. It was it was the high cymbal, high snare. Yeah, was over, it like Derek Grant here. right after this? Who's that? Derek Grant from like the good era of uh, Alkaline Trio. Um, uh, okay, I don't really listen to Alkaline Trio much. I forget what band he was in before that. 
But yeah, that's definitely know. that era. There are a lot of good drummers then. There's a lot of good drummers. I mean, the drummers now are absurd. The, yeah. <laughs> thanks to YouTube and Instagram. If you're oh, five God, years old, yeah. if you're five years old, you could smoke Travis Barker. <laughs> it is it is very strange how because uh, it's like same thing in sports, like skateboarding specifically, like yeah. how younger people now are doing shit that like eight like seasoned professionals can't even think of. Like uh, Yeah, and they weigh like sixty pounds so they could do like a ten eighty. Well say so, yeah, didn't some kid <laughs> land a ten eighty like yeah. spin at like yeah. age fourteen or something? Yeah. <laughs> something that literally took t- Tony Hawk's entire career to and like is the crowning achievement of his career. And this it, kid at fourteen did it and it's like, now what? It makes it real weird to me, like realizing now that Tony Hawk was the first person to land a nine hundred and he did it at six foot four. When like the <laughs> next person to do it was literally a child, like yeah. a little kid, because like yeah. it's the only way you can can get it. It's crazy. They, they and they do the spins way higher. Tony Hawk's like landing it way it, down, like halfway the, down the ramp. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're like oh, they're man. done with it when they're still up there. They're yeah, flipping through it. <laughs> yeah, but so uh, this record, it it was everywhere at the time. Yeah. Like it was just for sure. Uh. Back to real quick, I was thinking like back to the recording aspect of it. I, I feel like the recording sounds a little thin. It like um it, it there's um I've I've looked at it in like an analyzer. There's a lot of like low low end that you probably don't hear most of the time. Really? Um a lot of the lower mid range is like pretty scoop, scooped out. It's a really like bright sounding record. It, it's it's definitely a lot, bright. There's a lot of sheen on top of it. The guitars are really bright. There there's no low end in the guitar. Yeah. Well, All I mean, the, he always I mean, he famously out. played with only the bridge pickup, you know? Yeah. And I, I think when they were recording it, they weren't using like his signature guitars or anything like that. I think they're using Jerry Finn's collection of like fucking Les Pauls and shit and his Saldano okay. amps and all that nice shit. <laughs> like the guitar tones on it are great, but albeit they're thin. Um, the palm mutes sound like machine guns. Like there's just like a lot yeah. of, there's a lot of positive things about that mix. It's not like, the way mixes are now where everything is really big and thick and over the top it's still like it's still kind of an old mix it it's, doesn't, it's, yeah, it doesn't not, sound, there's not it's 20 it's a, guitar overdubs well that, uh, yeah. that's the other thing it's is sparse the, the the parts that are there are are just the parts that are there there's nothing hidden yeah there's no, that, there's no that layers kind of the other parts it it really sounds like yeah like there isn't multiple guitar takes you know all like overlapped yeah. and it, yeah, it's a three-piece band with like a, occasional keyboards. Yeah, the That's keyboards really are it. also very funny. Uh, yeah, especially uh, in Wendy Clear, it's just like a single chord on a Rhodes that just plays uh-huh. full, like fully sustained through the entire song. Yeah, and that, I'm that like, guy, what? What's going guy, on here? That guy plays on a lot of records, and I think he just gets paid to come and hold a chord out at the end of a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rod, but it's like Roger oh, Manning. He's literally just holding this one chord, and it's just playing through the entire second half of the song. Yeah, <laughs> he does not change the chord. It's just full sustain and let it ride. It helps with the mix a lot. It does. It does brighten <laughs> it up. It fills it out yeah. a little bit. Yeah, for sure. But uh, so I guess in that sense it's successful, <clears throat> but it's not an interesting lead. It's just it just adds an extra element, you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think the lyrics on this record are pretty interesting in the sense that some parts feel super rushed, like they're cramming too many, <laughs> like too many words into a a measure, you know. 
Yeah, for sure. I thought you meant lyrical content. Oh, well, the like, content is also lyrical content. Kind of while but it covers yeah. a lot of ground. Well, the songwriting is so strange. It is. Well, it's weird. They talk about everything from like suicide to like you know all the humping the dog off shit. Yeah. Well, well, so a, a great example against i i feel like i'm just shitting on dumpweed a lot even though it is like a catchy song but i read the lyrics to it for maybe the first time ever and it's it's especially the first verse does not sound like the way humans talk yeah you wouldn't write those lyrics right yeah like so it's i'll just really, read the first verse but it's, it's too it's early a, for chat gpt it, so. it, it, it chat gpt would do a, a more human job literally so here's the first verse and it's it's a little unfair because I'm speaking it instead of singing it, obviously. But Why the lyrics are: it? "It's understood. I said it many ways. Too scared to run. I'm too scared to stay. I said I'd leave. I could never leave her. If I did, you know I'd never cheat her. But this, I ask, it's what I want to know. How would you feel if I should choose to go? Another guy you think he'd be unlike me. Another guy you think he'd want to fight me. But it's it's like, weird. But this, I ask." Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it's understood. It's said in many ways. Like it sounds like a fucking like Shel Silverstein poem. Yeah, I don't know where he's coming from a lot of the time. Like yeah. I don't know what he's drawing from. But yeah, uh, I've always thought that my whole life that the the phrases were just really strange. Yeah, and it's- in Dysentery Gary, he talks about he's like he's hanging out with his mom and trying on his father's tights. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Cause like for years, I'm like, trying on his father's ties like makes more sense, you know. And it's just like now I'm super confused. Well, because well, everything has to be like vaguely homoerotic. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like another gay joke, essentially. Yeah, because it's 1990. It's 1999. Yeah. yeah. So every little, they're sneaking that in anywhere they can. I yeah. mean, honestly, and I don't. Uh, you know, I, I, it's probably gauche to talk about, but like, I don't know. That was pretty edgy at the time. Yeah, I know, I mean, you know, my high school wasn't necessarily kind to uh, to the few students that were out. Yeah, and it, I mean, is in the nineties. It just, I feel like everything in the media was trying to be accepting of it, but also like being so accepting of it that they're joking about it a lot and like right. maybe sometimes they're, they're the butt of the joke instead of i don't know it was a weird That's time true. for that kind of stuff for edgy humor i mean yeah, i don't i don't a know lot how of much hard, it, a lot of it's cringy to look back yeah on, i but, was gonna say i don't know how much it helped or hurt maybe it's just yeah, a, exactly. a net zero but yeah yeah <laughs> might, the, e- might even out yeah i mean also male nudity was like the major crux of this whole record it was like <laughs> yeah. what it was all based off because then after they did the video they then Perform. I remember seeing them like live at like the MTV Beach House, like playing naked, and like that. Yeah, they had imagine, to do that. Imagine naked band. having somebody else write a treatment for a video that becomes so part of your <laughs> image. like legacy and your yeah. image that like you have to do that. Like you have to wear colorful silk suits and like. Yep. And then yeah. and Travis poor, Barker's poor like, I'd rather be Skiba. wearing the fucking Aquabats costume again. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back to being Baron Von Tito. You know. Since this is a, a tattoo episode anyway, uh, oh, yeah. I think his tattoos are corny. Uh, but th- his main one is Can I Say? That's how I first heard about Dagnasty. Right. Because uh, I'm like, what the fuck does Can I Say mean? It's not even like a thing. And I'm like, oh, it's a Dagnasty record. Yeah, he's he's a, the best. You know, obviously from a different era, too. He's, sure. 
I mean, it, he's he's closer to your age. Whoa, he's up. Um, <laughs> how old is he? What are, what are they? In their, was, are they in their fifties or whatever? They're like forty-seven. I think. <laughs> um, there was a time <laughs> where, like, you know, local scene dudes would go, like the straight edge dudes would go in one of two directions after sort of straight edge. Uh-huh. It was either like greaser or like emo. Yeah. But I always love some of the greaser guys were really like dug in. You go to hardcore shows and see. Yeah. Like, and then, but like, Travis somehow chose like Cholo somehow. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's LA, right? Yeah. He's got, I mean, he's got I, all the, the Mr. Cartoon tattoos on his head and shit. I mean, I, I believe he's truly a scumbag. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think he's left a lot, of, even though he's like rich or whatever. I don't think he's left a lot of that life behind. I mean, it was. There's like an incident of him with his ex-wife. They're in like fucking Hollywood or wherever the fuck they live, and the cops had to come to their house because they're screaming at each other in their front yard. Nice, like that's totally normal. That's allegedly, like, allegedly. Yeah. So it's like I don't think you know it, the cholo thing kind of adds up. It checks out with him. Yeah. Do you, Do you think they're cool dudes? Probably not. Um, I, don't, I don't think anybody with eighty million dollars is cool. <laughs> I think I think Mark might be the most approachable. Yeah, I'm I'm sure they're polite when you meet them. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah, it's it's Mark had also had a weird era of like producing as well. Yeah, he produced records. He was a TV host too. Was he? What did he host? He had a show on Fuse. Sorry, I'm eating MMs on your podcast. Oh yeah. Just <laughs> so, like the Blink one eighty two song. Oh yeah, from your- <laughs> Fentuzler? <laughs> what? <laughs> the song Fentuzler instead of yeah, uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah um, I get your joke. I get your joke. Thank you. Thank you. So someone understands me. But yeah, so not me. He had yeah, he had that show. I do remember that. That was Fuse was a weird era. Yeah, is that still on? It's probably not still on. No, right? I don't think so. But they had that space right across the street from uh like MSG right across, in the city. Yeah, right strange. across the street from that Dwayne Reed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the famous Dwayne Reed. But yeah, it's uh, it was, I don't know. Mark, he did yeah, cause he like famously did the Motion City soundtrack record mm-hmm. that everyone loves. Uh, that I probably haven't listened to in like fifteen years. Maybe I'll have to go back to that. But uh, he did the Idiot Pilot record, which is actually one of my favorite records of all time. Uh, which no one knows about. <laughs> the only other person know. I know who knows know about Idiot. Pi- yeah, the only other person who likes Idiot Pilot was uh, former guest Rich Weinberger. So. I don't know who that is either. <laughs> I gotta get my shit together. You gotta get your shit together. Uh, Man, fame has really gone to your head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot. I've forgotten all the little Rich people. Weinberger, I don't know him. Uh, yeah, it's... Which, of course, and Travis Barker plays on a song in the Idiot Pilot record, because of course... Yeah. Uh, it, it was interesting. So, I went back and listened to like the older shit, but then I also like listened to Head again, because I... I kind of fell off after the self-titled record. Yeah, me too. Because, you know, they weren't, weren't a band for like 15 years. Um, yeah, but yeah. It was an easy way to fall off. But I think they maybe sound the best on Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. There's a lot of elements of that mix that are very similar to uh, Enema of the State, but it's 
it's way it, fuller. It's heavier. I've, I think that they they did more guitar layers, and it's Definitely. just a little little more produced. It feels it feels filled out. You know, yeah. it, it feels more produced, but not as much as like the self titled record is. That's like mm-hmm. yeah, Pro Tools crazy. Like they just threw everything at that. Yeah, that, uh, that some of the worst guitar tones of all time on that self titled record. Too. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of lot of bad like recording faux pas on that record but yeah the way they recorded it was also really strange so it makes sense they record it in like a big abandoned house or something like yeah they they, like rented a house from like some family and they i think they they went way over their time limit so they had to like finish it at a bunch of different studios (laughs) took them yeah whenever you do that it just gets all fucking all over the place yeah it's it's all patched travis was only there for like the first few weeks of the recording too so they had to like write songs around Drum parts. He, yeah, he like just gave them like a grab bag of drum parts to write songs. <laughs> well, that's Honestly, a great that's, way to write. That's a sort of a wild way. I would be into that. Yeah, I'm sure maybe they went back after and redid some drums. The, the the sounds are all over the place. They don't sound like they were all recorded in the same place. But yeah, um, who knows how they actually did it? I do love the drums and feeling this though, when they literally recorded them like at the other end of a hallway, and they sound super distant. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of really cool cool room sounds on that record but but yeah uh take off your pants and jacket though was it feels like it feels the most complete yeah of their records because even even enema the state it it the sequencing doesn't really make any sense there's really not too much like there's a couple songs that kind of lead into the other ones but there's no real theme there's no real connection it's just like here's a bunch of songs yeah, and I think that makes that makes sense for where they were. Yeah, where they were as a band, it's like they got signed to a major label, and then you go in and you work with the producer, and he just like makes the best out of what you have. I think for "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket," they probably had to rely on the producer a lot more because they were touring yeah. a lot and shit. And that was also uh, the second it, record more, they did with Jerry Finn too. So yeah, like, so then they know him, they know how to work with him, and they they could start from where they stopped before instead of starting fresh. So it makes a lot of sense that take off your pants and jackets fuller. Yeah. That is a heavy fucking record though. And it's more of like a rock record than like a punk record too, you know? Yeah. And then you, after that, you can't forget the boxcar record. Which oh, well, the, oh, I can forget that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are, what are your thoughts on let's, let's say the big three, uh, blink side projects. Alkaline Trio, yeah, yeah Alkaline Trio. Um, no, Boxcar Racer is the only good one. It, Boxcar that record is worth a revisit. It's it's yeah, pretty I, wild. I, I listen to it all the time still. Um, it's just it's got really good drumming on it. Also, Travis Barker doing the drums. Yeah, yeah, and he was really over the top on that record. I think he had something to prove at that time because the drumming <laughs> on that record is fucking it's absurd yeah that was is there uh, a hit on that record i feel so i guess or was yeah. there it wasn't I, it, it wasn't a very popular side well, project but it was uh it was tom's like quicksand record essentially <laughs> kind of like yeah. he it was like refused and uh, yeah, it was when, I mean, I mean, like, Tom. Tom was like dressing like Dennis from Refused at that time. He had his he hair was, dyed yeah. like him. He had the hairstyle. He did. He uh-huh. was trying. He was trying to be that guy. The fully buttoned Wait, up like black good? dress shirt. I I can't I can't like rate any of this stuff with any kind of accuracy because I was a little kid when I heard it. Yeah, so I don't know. 
<laughs> it's probably it's probably not good. It's a heavy record. It's got some hits. Wait, play I I want to hear it. Play it. All right. Well, the I I can't play I feel so because it has like a minute and a half intro. Yeah, I want to hear a minute and a half intro. Uh I can like skip to like where it gets good. I think it, yeah, the intro just keeps going. Pain, wish I was young, wish I was shy, I wish I was honest, wish I was young, not high, cause I feel so mad, I feel so angry. His snare is very high on this record. Oh yeah. What separates this from Blink? Um, uh, a lot more power chords, bar chords, maybe drop D guitar, perhaps. I, th- I think maybe there's just more like distortion and stuff on the drums. Yeah. Honestly, it's like it's a little dirtier. They mastered it a little louder. It's all crunchier. Yeah. Um, the songs are similar. There's just no Mark Hoppus. Obviously, it's Tom DeLonge. Well, Mark Hoppus everything. sings on one, like on one of the songs. Is like a he does like. Yeah, like, so he does a guest, slot, guest, a guest spot, but Tim Armstrong also does one of the funniest guest spots I've ever. Oh heard. my god, it's so bad, dude! I, it's his voice is funny, obviously. I dude. hate, Tim I Armstrong, hate his voice, but like so his voice is uh, his voice is really funny on the, on the oh, yeah. Racer song on Cat Like Thief, right? Yeah. Oh, let's do some more. It was just like it's so super, <laughs> super you, exaggerated. You where in the part he sings that? What what when he learns how to count to four? Yeah, it's like I don't know. I, I can't tell you. It's Let's half, see if we can find halfway it. In this, halfway through the song. Oh yeah, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> like what the? Yo yo. <laughs> I just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love that so much. I didn't know who fucking I didn't know who Rancid was when I heard that record. I I was like, who the fuck is this guy when he shows up? You gotta give him credit for like, uh, you know, resigning himself to the bit. Yeah, that's true. I respect I mean, it a lot. That's where Travis got half of his like steez from. Yeah, you know. Did you say steez? I said steez. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, He's so what, what were your thoughts on Plus 44? Because apparently Mark got all bent out of shape when Tom did Boxcar Racer. And then... Uh, well, plus, Mark... plus, plus 44 was when Tom quit Blink. Yeah. And they wanted to keep it going, so he did the... Um, the plus 44 record... Um, it's got a couple good songs. Re- yeah, I, I didn't hate it Wait, when it Travis came out. played on both of them? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Hey, it's Travis. just like Zach. You know, you know a good drummer, you, you yeah, just yeah, keep calling him up. Um, I'm sure Tom tried to get Travis for, for Angels and Airwaves, and uh, sure he was mad at him for quitting their. Who? What? Quitting what band was Adam team. from? Who's the the Angels and Airwaves drummer? Adam Willard. Yeah. Uh, he was originally. I mean, I think he's from Rocket Rocket from the Crypt. That's right. Yeah. Um, they yeah. when when they got him, he was in the Offspring. He left the <laughs> Offspring, but now he is. Uh, he's in Against Me now. Who uh, Against oh, Me doesn't play shows, but yeah. That's wild. Yeah, the uh, Angels and Airwaves, maybe one of the worst bands of all time. 
Yeah, I, I've checked some of their more recent stuff out. It's gotten a little better. Their drummer right now, his name is uh, Elon Rubin. He was uh, he did drums on that 2013 Paramore record, the one where they okay. had a different drummer. Yeah. He's like a musical genius. I think he like pretty much helps Tom write all those songs now, and he records all the guitars, and he records all the piano and all the bass. Oh, wow. And the, the, the actual quality of songwriting is way higher on the New Angels and Airwaves interesting it's i don't really like it still but it's like well produced and well recorded and all that stuff but that was always, it was like overly produced in like a very atmospheric way mm-hmm. but that's like yeah. the whole yeah. the whole vibe <clears throat> yeah big for sure. shout out to a friend of the pod jake lang who is their angels and airwaves uh front of house oh, oh nice and i think tm Oh, oh man. Shit. So okay. He, he probably he knows all the settings on all their like yeah. uh, all, their, all their all those U two delays that they do. Well, yeah. now he's uh he's turnstile, so he's never oh, going nice. home again. So so now he does, knows yeah. all their settings too. Another yeah, band with, where, where you have to really play with that fucking the echo knob a lot. Uh, <laughs> the uh yeah, I saw Angels and Airwaves. Um, I never saw them. I saw it was super weird. It was during the time when I had a Six Flags Great Adventure uh, season pass, which included uh-huh. you in on the concerts. They don't have the. They don't have them anymore because of Ronnie Radke. Wait, the concerts? Yeah. What happened? He fucking threw a mic stand into the crowd and fucking hurt some kid. Oh shit! Yeah, scumbag. Oh my god. Uh, didn't we just have Mario on? <laughs> complimenting ronnie radke <laughs> i'm no nah, i don't i'm not gonna say anything bad about that guy i mean he, he'll, the man went to jail he's, he's a felon there's no there's no second chances there's no uh no he'll stab me so I was he the guy selling computers no that's uh johnny what the fuck is his name from dance gavin dance uh, oh my that. god how did that that's uh, cool too name skip my head but um Look at my cat. He's in inside of my my snare drum case right now. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, but yeah, I saw Angels and Airwaves with Head Automatica and Metro Station Ooh, at, at Six Flags Great Adventure. Right <laughs> I'd love to see Head Automatica. Honestly, uh, there was a time in my life where I couldn't stop seeing Head Automatica because they were opening <laughs> for every tour that came through town. I saw them yeah. like five times in two years or something, like accidentally. Yeah. Totally, I mean, totally crazy shit. But I never even saw Glassjaw. I never. Oh, I, I, yeah, I saw them semi recently on that like anniversary tour they did. Nice. But uh, like getting back to Blink for a second, we Just don't even have to talk about the transplants though. at all. Just for a second. Why not talk about the transplants? <laughs> more, more fucking. Uh, what's his face? Rancid man. More rancid that. man. They yeah, fucking punk. It's they punk had as the fuck, bro. They had the market cornered on fucking shampoo commercials. <laughs> oh, that's remember? right. The that, transplant song was in the shit in the Garnier Fructis commercials. The, I think the lore <laughs> behind that is like Skinhead Rob was like a homeless guy or whatever the fuck, and uh, all the transplants money just kind of went to him. <laughs> and uh, I think that's why they they licensed that song out for the commercial. It's just basically like his income or something. That's crazy. That's yeah. so funny. That was such a weird time. That, I might have made all that up. I don't know if I. Read I, that I on choose the to believe it. That's the new <laughs> yeah, truth. It sounds cool. It does sound cool. Uh, uh, any any new revelations listening to this? 
Any, what, what do you mean? I mean, like, uh, I mean, you might have heard it more recently than me or Andrew have. So, uh, what? I can't get over how much I hate Adam's song. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. I don't know. I again, I my perspective on it's all fucked up because I've heard I've heard the whole record thousands of times. Yeah, and I've been listening to it since I was nine. True. So I don't I don't know good from bad when I'm listening well, to something that I've heard I, that I many think, times. I think for me, Adam's song was truly inescapable. Yeah, it like, was on a lot, right? That song was on the radio nonstop for like four years. Now it's I Miss You. Is yeah, like, which is terrible. That one, uh, you can't get away from that the meme song. song. Yeah. <laughs> you but think that song's terrible? I love that I song. Miss, well, it's... <laughs> It's like colored in the fact that it's like Tom's voice is like intentionally funny. <laughs> it's so funny. So now you can't hear it without like only hearing that, you know? Yeah. When I worked at Russo's, um, we would play all the time over the, the, the PA at work, uh, the, the version <laughs> where it just does Tom's verse over and over again for seven hours. <laughs> and we'd just see if anybody noticed. And people just yeah. like, damn, this, this song is fucking long. I gotta <laughs> tell you, you're, uh, you're in good company of like, abusing people with uh oh yeah music, joke, overhead music so. joke yeah, songs yeah. in customer situations oh, retail oh, situations yeah. there oh, yeah. was a big, um, big time there was a youtube like series of songs where like one thing was out like it was uh i'm trying to think of there was a um, I want to say a fleetwood mac where like someone was singing just out of key <laughs> <laughs> and it's like hard to listen to i used to make people listen to those all the time yeah, the, those ones are funny. For, maybe someone's like, a, like they they sh- they slowed down the vocal track or something yeah. like that, so it's like a little bit out of time, and it just gets more and more out of time the whole the whole song. Yeah, or the the one thing uh, I remembered about Adam's song is that it's actually a Mister Show reference. Is it? Yeah. So like, there was all this weird lore that it was like some kid's suicide note or some shit. Uh-huh. It's just a it's just a song about. You know, fucking Mark being, you know, sad that he doesn't have a girlfriend <laughs> after yeah, tour. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's actually a ref. The title, at least, is a reference to a Mister Show sketch. One of the, actually the most famous ones where, uh, the band Titanica goes to visit a fan in the hospital, and the fan tried to commit suicide by jumping into a vat of acid. And it's like it's just it's just uh, David Cross's head in like a hospital bed, and then they like pull the covers away, and like it's just like two arms and two legs and like a tiny stick body that's all like sticks and shriveled and burned. Like they say he looks like a wet cigar, and the <laughs> arms are just flailing, and they keep saying like, "Oh, you know, like we're gonna take you on our next tour. You're a." honorary member of the band you're our biggest fan like here's a hat and then they like pull aside and they're like we can't take this fucking kid on tour like he looks like a fucking wet cigar like we gotta and they're like you know what we actually have a new song coming out just for you on our new record and uh the song is called try again parentheses adam's song (laughs) telling him to commit suicide better (laughs) and to jump in head first this time that can't it can't actually be a reference to that. It is. Oh it's literally the god. song is called Adam's song. Oh my god. It's it's very funny to take something knew- that like is like their most serious work and then like make it like a fucking suicide joke. Oh my god. 
that mean that actually that tracks i'll send it to you it's very funny but uh that's so fucked up yeah i'm trying i'm, I'm going through my notes here you just uh, ruined adam ruined adam song for me <laughs> did i i think it makes it better for me i don't know oh yeah no it makes it way better the uh all the small things i think might be the worst blink single yeah no, it's the, fine that's like i'm pretty sure the lore on that is just like they said you need a fucking you need a single and they're yeah. like, all right, we'll, we'll write you a single. Well, and apparently the, the band also hates it. I'm sure they do. It's they said, fucking... like, if we could never play that fucking song again, uh, we would be so much better off. And, but they compared it to seeing Jay-Z and him not playing 99 Problems. That was their, that was their example. That's kind of true, but, like, damn it is more like that. Like, I don't, who the fuck would care if they didn't play all the small things? I don't think anybody would give a fucking I shit. It's, it's their, like, most accessible song of this era for sure it's yeah, like a power I mean, pop song and yeah i mean i love that song don't get me wrong because <laughs> i love every so- i love every song on that record but it was it was on trl for like mm-hmm. 82 weeks straight or something yeah insane. No, he couldn't escape it i watched i was watching mtv a lot at the time i remember uh-huh um but yeah i think i think the hidden stars on this on this album are mutt wendy clear and anthem I think are are this some is of like the anthem. I, yeah, yeah, anthem. Back to Good Charlotte. Yeah, Anthem by Good Charlotte is on Anima of the State, <laughs> and it's really good. Um, I I mean I love Anthem. That's one of the best songs ever, in in my opinion, as far as like a pop punk song goes. Yeah, you know, you know I did um with uh, Anthony from Jell and a couple other friends. Uh, we did an entire Anima of the State cover set, right, like a right Wait, before really? we, we played the whole record front to back. I did guitar and vocals. Wow, who who did yeah. drums? Who 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 was up to the challenge? Um, this dude Luke, who plays in the band Dits. Okay. Um, I had seen uh, we played with Dits a bunch of times, and I was like, "Who's a crazy drummer?" It's like, "Oh, Luke, he can do it." And he fucking tells me after the set that he's never heard Adam of the State before, and he just like <laughs> he learned the. Re- I I thought I was getting people that just knew the songs already, and just like, like oh, yeah. just like how Travis did it in real life. Yeah, he like actually learned the whole record from never hearing it before. I'm like, oh, that's pretty fucking sick, dude. You didn't have to do that. <laughs> I could have just played drums. It would have been funny. Is there is there a video or recording of this somewhere? No. <laughs> we did it. We did it at the Mill Hill. I think we played pretty good though. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah, I have no footage of it. Damn. Yeah, it's uh, Andrew. So uh, let me get the gist of of you listening to this, and let me let me hear the the turning of the corner that you had, the epiphany. No, I mean, I just I think I wasn't in the right mindset. Um, I didn't like fun for the past maybe two weeks while I've been uh, trying to get into this record. Um, I can't think. I didn't make it a single way through without like taking a little break until today it's a 33 minute record yeah it's it's short (laughs) well yeah i mean i but i just like i would like sort of zone out doing something else at one point i caught myself just staring at like holes in the wall that i had just spackled um because i was that like uninterested because you punched your hand through them (laughs) so mad at this record kyle's song um (laughs) no but i just like you know uh, today i listened to it and i thought you know about being 19 again or 18 again and like you know it was cool to have a record like this come out that was like straddling straddling the line between stuff i cared about and stuff i didn't 
Like, and I think this represented both sides of that. Um, but more than anything, it was just cool to remember the people that were around then who I don't see anymore. It's a, sure. it's a, it's a, it's a song to eulogize friendships, I oh, suppose. Perfect. You know, yeah. The record definitely is like, it's like a time capsule a little bit. Yeah. It really, yeah. it can only exist in that time period. I mean, yeah, as you can see, they, they can't recreate it. Yeah. Um, they're, they fail miserably every time they try to capture any of that again. Yeah. And then they fail miserably when they try to uh, go the other direction. So I don't know. I think they should probably just stop <laughs> writing records, honestly. I mean, they could just tour on the old stuff and be perfectly sustainable. You know, I know I know what the profit margin looks like on a fucking record or a CD. I don't see what the point is of keeping of doing it. You could just get your couple hundred grand a night and play some shows. Like I don't, I don't get what the fuck. What? Yeah, why, like, make, honestly, why make a record? Yeah, what? Um, what? What else is a burning career that's better than just playing music? Yeah, and they're at a point a where they could, out of the year. They, they yeah, could make, sustain, make some fucking donuts. Come on. They could sustain being multimillionaires for the rest of their lives, the rest yeah. of their kids' lives, their kids' lives on and they could fly to every single show and yeah. play play three shows a week apart from each other and probably just do fine for the year. They don't have to fucking grind or tour or do any of that shit. Or it could be like Travis and take a boat. I think he's flying again. Oh, he's flying again? My man's Courtney back got, in the air? Courtney got him flying. Shit. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, she really is good for him. She's got him wearing big chains, sucking toes, and fucking flying on an airplanes. <laughs> that's the I dream would say right that's, there. That's the holy trinity. Yeah, if, yeah. I'm if, the big if, three. If I were him, <laughs> if I were him, I wouldn't step goddamn foot on a plane. That's fucking insane. Yeah. But he's we doing were. It. Uh, my wife has never seen any of the Marvel movies, uh, so we just started rewatching them, and I forgot that DJ AM was in Iron Man Two. Oh, he is? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Tony's wasted and, huh. you know, and there's DJ AM. Yeah. And I, feel like, glory. I feel like Travis now has done more to harm the music industry than he ever has to it's, like help it's, it. It's so fucked up. <laughs> yeah, but you, I think you could say that about a lot of people who oh. reach that level. Yeah, but it's just the fact he's he is... He just drums on every single thing that gets put in front of him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I guess that's a good way to have, like, almost a semi-passive income. It's just like, oh, I got I just got to, like, add drums to this hip-hop song. Like, that's literally what he was doing with DJ AM. Yeah. Who was just, like, playing songs on, like, a mix, and he would just play live drums to it, and they, like, well, yeah, and were he's just not, raking he's, in money. He's not just session drumming for those those records either he's getting two points on production or whatever or more than two points if yeah. he's like you know he's he probably gets more than two points yeah yeah um, yeah it's wild it's, so and producing the doesn't actually fucking mean anything yeah it's he's, well, he's getting help. like he's getting like straight features you yeah know? He, like, he's not helping these people write songs he gets a producer credit but he's not that's not what producing is is but, but i'm sure he's getting like an appearance fee to be on it you know yeah, I, I, getting paid for a recording session is not that lucrative, but royalties on something that does really well is very lucrative. So that that's where he's that's how he's cashing in on. I like, think it's also like like paying a rapper to do a guest verse on your song. You know, yeah. like that's he, him, but drumming. You know, is having him on a song is literally like a feature. Yeah, and so he's probably sp splitting royalties. To to be totally fair, I don't even think it's about money 
for him, I, he really genuinely is trying to help the careers of, of musicians yeah. he actually really believes in. Like, he's not just raking in Machine Gun Kelly money because it's like, for whatever fucking reason, he believes in that guy and likes him. And he wants, yeah, he wants I think him that's to do the well. biggest egregious part is, is how, how much he's uh, rallied oh, yeah. behind Machine Gun Kelly. His, his taste is, is fucking dog shit. But like, you know, Who is now all- the biggest pop punk artist in the world. Yeah, I mean, I've I've never heard any of his songs. I'm sure they're really bad. I don't. They. <laughs> I don't. They, I don't know. I checked it out because I was morbidly curious, and yeah. the lead single off his like pop punk record literally sounds like a song that would have been off the first Simple Plan record. That's yeah. Like it I might mean, as well be that first guitar record. Isn't he a rapper too? Yeah, he had like seven rap albums, and I think that the. the the pop punk machine gun Kelly record was his eighth LP. It's crazy. <laughs> okay. And and well, you know, it's a career turn that worked. Now I Lil Pump he... Lil Pump put out a hardcore song. I don't know who Lil Pump is, but that's sick. Uh, I, su- I support him. I call my cat Lil Pump because his name is Pumpkin. <laughs> so that that's the that's the only Lil Pump I know. Do I have the clip? There's a uh, is this it's on my old soundboard for my old podcast. Is this the uh, Trump introducing Lil Pump as Lil Pimp? And speaking of sound, music, and other things, one of the big superstars of the world, Little Pimp. <laughs> Little Pimp. Little, Little Pimp. Pimp. But uh, let me let me see. He That's did so the Gucci funny. Gang song. And where's the fucking hardcore song on here? It's called Pump Rock Heavy Metal. Uh, let's see if we can play it. Travis Parker to play drums on this, too? Probably. Yeah, I get Lil Pump goes hard. He's he's the one who did the I Love It song with Kanye where they dressed like big boxes in a hallway. Don't people like that have like money for recording budgets and shit? Why did that sound so bad? It sounded so bad. (laughs) What the fuck fuck is up with that? Oh man, that's always the best part. Do you feel like it's it's sort of egregious how bad some hardcore records sound? Um, It but also like doesn't sound that bad as someone who had like a you know there's like real money. It's like a weird, yeah. Uh, some hardcore records, I don't know. So sometimes sounding bad is the way it's supposed to sound, but there's like the right way to sound bad. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then the, there's also the wrong way to sound bad. And I hear the wrong way to sound bad a lot, but um, whatever. I got a couple of last minute facts wrapping things up a little bit. Just in. Here we go. 15 million copies sold worldwide of this record. Done. Unreal. No big uh, MBD. Travis Pretty Barker good. had a nightmare before Christmas themed wedding <laughs> with his past wife. A fucking course he did. Which is uh ju- I guess that that's the true testament of how corny he he is as a as a person with taste. Yeah. Uh and then the other third thing is Mark is a libertarian. <laughs> which is very funny. <laughs> and he says I just think government should be small. You know, it- <sighs> I'm sure he just 
he sees that tax bill and he's just like, fuck, I'm a libertarian. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that makes he, a lot of sense. He probably but... doesn't want to segregate cake like makers or anything like that, but uh, he wants to, uh, he definitely doesn't want to pay all that because uh, entertainers get hit hard with income tax because their money is all liquid. It's yeah. not like you're a fucking investment banker where your money's like all fake. Yeah. When you get paid in cash, you get taxed fucking hard. So oh. uh, musicians get paid, get taxed so goddamn hard. Hey, tell me about oh, it. You, I just, you know, yeah, I know too. I, I just, just uh, I just got I just, hit with a very hefty tax uh, yeah, bill I just, I just, that I owe. Um, yeah, I just paid a tax bill two day, or yesterday. It's ridiculous. I, yeah, yeah, I live I in just, a fucking I live in a trailer park and I have to give up <laughs> some of my money. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I just got hit with uh, I got my taxes uh, done by my accountant and i owe a, a good amount of money that i'm not super stoked about do you, do you actually pay quarterly or you just wait till the end and take the penalty uh i do pay quarterly and you pay enough i did not pay enough and also this is the first year that i like first year pre you know post pandemic that i didn't have a part-time job mm-hmm. so i paid the full 15.3 percent self-employment tax myself without having an employer pay half of it and uh right. That stuff is like this, like paying for the that income tax and that social security, like does not come off with write offs. So okay, you're stuck paying it no matter what, even though I Wait, have a ton of write offs. Hold on, there's an additional tax for being self employed. Technically, yeah. When you when you have a like a W two, your employer technically pays for half of your social security tax and and your income tax. Yeah, so when similar. you're self-employed, you pay the full fifteen percent. Oh, yeah, I, I was like, I've always because I've been DoorDashing for, mm-hmm. or I, well, I'm not DoorDashing anymore, but like I was DoorDashing for a long time. But there was also always a W two job, uh-huh. so it would always offset what I owed for DoorDashing. Yep, yep. And then it finally, like, I finally hit a year where I only DoorDashed and I like didn't pay taxes throughout uh-huh. the year, and it was like, oh my god, I yep. so I, it's just, I just, I just said that I drove like five times the miles that I actually drove or whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, like, business mileage is a great write-off. Yeah, what they can't fucking check that shit. <laughs> they gotta check my odometer. Like, what? mine was very accurate. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, uh, that's what I meant too. Um, <laughs> yeah, we we just registered the the gel LLC, so we gotta fucking figure out how taxes. The gel LLC. Gel LLC. Did you guys so, pick a? Do you guys have like a an ASCAP name? I don't even know what that means. Like your publishing rights. No, uh, you gotta find. You gotta pick a funny publishing name. We don't have any publishing anything. <laughs> you gotta get some. All our shits. Uh, we we didn't write any of those songs. So you, you hear those riffs? <laughs> songs are <laughs> open, open source hardcore. Yeah, those riffs have been around since the eighties. <laughs> we can't we can't get publishing on that. <laughs> but yeah, we we are in the process of like actually becoming like a small business, and there's a lot of things like that that we don't understand. Oh, uh, the yeah, like, this is I fucked mean, up. Just I actually I think like I answer, I met like one of the girls from Kayatana. I think I like had a discussion with about tax write offs because they recently like LLC. I was like, yeah. oh, you could write off this, you could write off this, you could write off half of that. Like it was very funny, and. uh yeah, right off, right off everything. Yeah, I mean, we it's drive nice. about eighty thousand miles a year, so yeah. we should be able yeah, to yeah. write out a at, good amount of miles. Sixty-three cents per mile—that's a pretty hefty return. Yeah, Andrew, uh, do you have any favorite songs of Enemy of the State or any uh, <coughs> tax tips and tricks? I mean, um, we really we 
Dungweed or whatever, Dillweed. Dumpweed? Dumpweed. That's such a good album opener. It's such a great album opener. And like, I still to this day, when I pick up a guitar, I I play that riff. Really? yeah and i liked and i and i I never connected with that record with this record in that way but i still you can play that whole thing with without moving your hand it's so fucking good i'm getting that is a nice thing about like like even like damn it like it's all in the box you know it's getting worse as i get older which i I hear is a thing but i used to be able to tune pretty much a hundred percent accurately a guitar just by singing the first fucking chord of of dump weed and just like tuning my guitar to it okay I'm, I'm a little flat now like compared to what i used to be but yeah. it's crazy i heard that song so many times i had a, an e memorized that was i used to be able to tune my guitar to uh the song bullion by millen colin <laughs> nice and i just like knew how that was supposed to sound and i could tune yeah. my guitar to that yeah i i can't that's a that's how many fucking times i've heard dump weed in my life that's amazing. I could, I could do it with the Seven Nation Army and fucking. Oh, but yeah, I <laughs> know. What, is, that, what no- does that riff start on? What no, what note does that Seven Nation Army song? Um, also, also an E. An E. Yeah, um, but yeah, lately I've I've been like a quarter step off. I think I've kind of lost my ability to to recall you know, a, a note. <laughs> guitar tuners have come so far. You don't even need that anymore. You know. Yeah, I got the little clip on guy now. I don't. Hell yeah. So yeah. Uh, Andrew, you got anything else to add about Anima? Uh, I don't. Uh, I hate the cover. <laughs> Wait, how do, you, how do you hate the cover? It It's just corny. <laughs> it was the time of Jerry Springer. It was like, that was just like uh, the time period. You know Every, right. Everything was like that. Yeah. Everything was fucking stupid and, and weirdly edgy. And Apparently it's considered one of the top album covers of all time by like Rolling <laughs> Stone or something. It's fucking, it's recognizable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you hate do you hate sex workers, Andrew? No, I don't even think um, that cover says Blink One Eighty Two on it anywhere. And everyone I, it knows does, what it, it is. does on her like lapel. I think it just says One Eighty Two. Oh, really? I I don't know. Actually, I, I can't. I don't remember. There's two versions of that cover too. One has the Red Cross on it. There's a oh yeah. Red. I heard that the like the actual Red Cross like threatened them. Yeah, they saying it would like like. It would something about like like violate the Geneva Convention if they put it on the record or something, yeah. Which makes I, no sense at all. People really uh, it does say Blink One Eight Two on her shirt. Okay, but you're you're too staring at her. Can I, yeah, to if notice. you could find one with the Red Cross on it, I think you could. Yeah, that one's worth some money. Oh, interesting. Oh. I'll be on the lookout. Yeah, this new store find. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I remember hearing like Blink One Eight Two for the first time on. The PlayStation One game Big Air Snowboarding. What uh, song was on that? It came out in '99, but it was I think before this record came out. So it had it had Untitled and <laughs> Damn It off Dude Ranch, and I untitled took my so good. It, that oh that drum roll before mm. kicking back in the last chorus. Oof. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, I took my sister's Fisher Price tape recorder that had like a little plastic microphone and i remember putting it up to my mono television speaker to record damn it and untitled onto cassette so i could listen to it dude i loved i did so much stuff like that when i was a little kid yeah and now and now you do it for a living i <laughs> this is now, now, you put, little... now you hold microphones up to all sorts of stuff 
I pretty much, I thought when I was maybe like 10 or 11, I thought I invented multi-track recording because (laughs) I had a karaoke machine that had two tape decks in it. And I realized I could record on one side of it, like drums, and then put it in the other side. Then I would somehow like bounce the guitar from like one side to the other. I would just like keep, I would keep moving the tape around and I would be able to just like stack instruments on top. I'm like, yo, this is like a really good idea. They should like make yeah. recordings. Like, like yeah, you, yeah. Could, you could do a whole record with one person. You just keep like <laughs> stacking on top. Like I didn't know that that's how <laughs> recording worked already. That's so funny. So yeah, when I'm, I was, when I was 11, I, I thought that I invented, uh, not only re- multi-track recording, but, um, alternate tunings. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't even, I, I would play along to a lot of music on guitar and I would see on the tab that it didn't say EADG and I, yeah. but I didn't know what it meant. I'm sure I was playing a lot of songs real fucked up. <laughs> oh man. Do you remember tabs? Whatever happened to guitar tabs? I haven't looked at a tab in 15 years. Going on tabcrawler.com <laughs> or whatever. Hell yeah. See, I was still buying guitar player magazine. Oh, would they have the tabs I- in the back? No, they, they, I, I think those were like the center pages, right? Or was it in the oh. back? Maybe yeah, there would always the be there would always be like some feature with somebody, and they, he would like they'd be like, "Oh, transcribed by fucking Zach Wild himself, right. like learning the crazy train solo." <laughs> I know this because that's how I learned the crazy train solo. I learned yeah, the I Zach think I Wild did too. Version. Oh, or yeah. the 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 da 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 from Layla, you know? Uh huh. Yeah. Classic. Yeah, yeah, oh man, and I, I loved like you would go to like three different tab sites, and the tabs for the same song would be different on every single one. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, Fleetwood Mac landslide version four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, okay. you would like know which one was a good version from like, just yeah. going to it so many times, so you're like you remember, or just like f- like seeing where it was being played on the guitar it's like this mm-hmm. makes more sense than playing it you know halfway up the neck on like four different strings and it can be played like in the same like two strings in the bottom you know <laughs> yeah yeah no there were the tabs were ridiculous what a time the good old <laughs> days just like when this record came out hmm. uh well i'd say we nailed it fellas i i agree zach this is fun fun we talk for a really long time <laughs> Yeah, that's it's, it's about average of what we do on this podcast. We nice. talked about the record maybe more than most records, so that's always fun. They Sick. did feel pretty good this time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Jack, uh, Zach, can, what uh, the fuck? <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> fucked up. Bro. Are you my grandpa? <laughs> I like bit my tongue when I said that somehow. It really my, hurts. My grandpa so, ta- always talks to text me, and he says Jack instead of Zach. That's so funny because he's eighty-five years old. <laughs> His phone thinks he's saying Jack. So, so I, I just go, I just go with it. Uh, <laughs> so, Zach, uh, where can people find you? What should people look forward to? What what's Zach? Uh, what's gel? Uh, that's what it was. I was between saying gel and and, yeah, and yeah, Zach. Yeah, yeah, sure. It was Jack with a G. That's why you're all red. Yeah, yeah it's true. It's hot in yeah, my room. I see the fucking sweat pouring. <laughs> <laughs> flop sweat uh, i just yeah, made what, an what ass out of myself on? in front of one of uh axe to grind's favorite hardcore bands in 2023 <laughs> oh bob's gonna be bob's so gonna come kick your ass yeah yeah oh yeah uh yeah so what what do you got going on what's joe got going on where can people find you give us give us all the all the deets yeah, so uh, obviously a gel you can find at gel hc that's twitter and instagram and all that bullshit uh, my shit is Zach Miller drums. 
I do recording, all that shit. You can hit me up on, on the internet. We got the record coming out 331 on Convulse Records. That's coming out um, in like a week and yeah. a half, right? Yeah. This, this episode will be out on the 28th. Cool, so perfect a, timing. My birthday is the 29th. So listen to this. I'll be 33 years old. And then a couple wow. days later, our first LP drops. We have the record release shows out in, out in New York and Brooklyn. 421, 422, I think. TVI and St. Vitus. We got two shows. Oh, hell yeah. They're, they're sold out. So if you don't have tickets, you can't go anyway. Uh, I'll um, be asking for guest lists. Don't worry. Yeah. If you want to come, just hit me up. I'll, All right. Cool. Hell yeah. You. you played around the corner for me and I was bummed I missed it. Uh, the I, Jersey City show. That was probably the most people we ever played to. We, yeah. didn't, we didn't realize it because we didn't know the capacity of that room was 800. That was the, yeah, the Screaming Females Garden Party, right? Yeah. Yeah. I live two blocks from St. Vitus. From, uh, sorry. Uh, white eagle that was a cool venue it's it was a great a really, venue it's it, was, really cool. it was super nice yeah very nice green room yeah hell yeah so yeah you uh yeah everyone fucking check out the new gel record dude uh the the song attainable that you dropped that drum beat is unreal <laughs> the shaker the chorus part yeah oh yeah, man I didn't, I, I didn't play that what <laughs> 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 this is a drum machine, baby. Listen to it again. <laughs> but I, I, do, I, I do play it live, and I do drop the stick half the time. So it's oh, cool. that's sick. It's such a yeah. fun that that song is so catchy though. It's so much fun. Yeah, no, we were really excited to do a song like that because uh, when at the time we wrote it, we didn't, we hadn't really experimented with anything in that direction. So yeah, it, it was really that was a cool one to to actually get done. Yeah, that's such a such a fun track. Yeah, thank you. Uh. Yeah, you should uh, check us out on uh, you, Zach, specifically. should check us out on Patreon. Uh, we got a bunch <laughs> of circling back episodes. Can I get a free a free Patreon? Yeah, link? hit me up. I'll send you the I'll send you the Dropbox links right, thank you. Uh, in exchange for those guest list spots. But uh, we'll yeah, patreon.com slash run into the ground. It's five bucks a month. I know you guys aren't poor. You're just cheap. But, uh, you know, you should uh, send, you know, kick us a little cash if you like what we do. That's where our bonus episodes are living. We got I probably would about say kick six- us some cash even if you don't like what we do. And that way you don't have to miss any haterade. Oh, maybe, that's true. Well, maybe if, like, you don't like it and you actually donate some money to the cause, it'll, the podcast will get better. That's, that's also true. Yeah, I mean, you know, really, it we can afford really to get better, to get so, better guests, you yeah. know? Yeah, maybe their their budget's just too we low. We can get Travis Barker to feature on here. <laughs> he could add drums to our intro. We're playing. We're playing. Well, we're playing a day after Blink, but we're we say we're playing with Blink. So I'll, is that I'll adjacent fest or whatever? Yeah. Shit. Okay. We're we're playing Paramore Day. That's so sick. <laughs> I'll talk to Par- I'll talk to Paramore about getting Blink on here. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. If you can ask Paramore <laughs> to ask Blink if they can come yeah. on the pod, <laughs> that'd yeah. be super appreciated. They're, they're going to have special security at that fest to keep the bands away from the real bands, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Just to keep all the creepy dudes away from Haley Williams. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, at those festivals, there have to be, like, tears of uh, of laminates, right? Oh, think or, of, like, think of what the green room's oh. got to be like on there, you know? Whew. I would be shocked if they give it. We're going to get wristbands and everybody else is going to have laminates. <laughs> like we're, we're playing the parking lot stage <laughs> oh man but yeah uh we got bonus episodes uh probably you know five bucks will unlock six or seven episodes now uh so they're they're really stacking up the value is only going up 
What if I kept talking over you while you're trying to wrap this podcast up? You know, you, that's totally fine. I'm into yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me at Dan Bassini on Twitter and Instagram, danbassini.com. No Invite Volume 9 is out now. Like I said, I just got hit with a nice, hefty uh, tax tax bill. So, uh, you know, go buy some books. Volume 10 is in the works at the moment, so watch the space. Uh, <coughs> Andrew, what do you got to plug? I have nothing to plug, but I will say... Uh, pick up that that gel records up for pre-order it's it's uh it's sold out but they're <laughs> we're, they're working on the second pressing okay so, so keep when an that eye second out pressing comes out you can, you can Look, still order a cd or a tape i have been checked out of hardcore for so long um but gel is definitely one of the bands that's getting me excited about hardcore again so thank you definitely um yeah get to grab that record also uh friends of the pod charlie bliss just announced a new tour, and uh, they're using photos that I took of them all the way back in October to promote it. So, uh, shout out to Charlie Bliss and and my photos. Do you want to take photos of us at a record release show if I get you in? Yeah, I could probably do that. No, nah, I'm not going to make you work. You're going to get to just enjoy it. I mean, I, I, I can do a little of both. Yeah, they're small rooms. You're not going to enjoy yourself. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> I, I, I thought bad. you meant some, some nice little promo shots, but you know. No, no, you got to get right, right up front. Take I've some done fucking it. Live I, I photographed the uh, the Algernon show, and they played at Warsaw, but there was there was a barricade. I was I was very well protected. Yeah, don't try to take photos at our show. It's I'm gonna be a stage gonna, potato at your show. It's don't, not gonna don't it's worry. It's not gonna be fun. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna stand right in the way of everybody at St. Vitus on that old stage. Yeah, yeah. Stoked. Please, please do. I've knocked <laughs> cameras out of photographers' hands before. I'll do. I'll fucking do it again. Oh, man. All right. Uh, this is a fucking blast. Zach, great to catch up. Dude, thanks for having me. Oh, of course. Thanks for coming on. I know you're, you're bu- the busiest man in hardcore right now. So, Did you see all this? It's a lot to maintain. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a beautiful got, cat tree. I got two cats. I got three cat trees. The other one's over there. Damn. Okay. But yeah, you know. Hell yeah. Three cat life. Hell yeah. Awesome. Everybody else, come as a drink. <laughs> Bye-bye. Let's try this one more time with feeling